Hey, folks, thank you for stopping by Kaiser's Castle. Grab a seat on my big orange couch. Grab yourself a coffee, tea, soda, or adult libation. It's all here for you. Uh, you can find me exclusively on Castle Talk Radio, which is what you're listening to right now, only exclusively on PSN Radio. My own YouTube is Sword Point Nine, the numeral nine, Sword Point, all lowercase, the numeral nine. And check out my shows there, but the premium one you want to do is stay on this one. Tonight, hopefully, I'll be having Holland on again. He's having some technical issues, but uh, I listen to Angel's show. He's spot on about a lot of things, especially the Antifa uh, connection that and the Boogaloo Boys. I, I see the same thing. I see everything that he saw. Uh, I checked it out myself, and just like he says... Don't believe me or him at all. Do your own research. The Capitol Police did open the gates, and they did actually allow people to walk in. Most of the Trump supporters, you saw them in the ropes looking around like, wow, first time they'd ever been in a Capitol building. Almost like they were visiting. And all of a sudden, they're going to vilify all Trump supporters. Angel, last time I looked, you're not a white person, are you? No, I'm actually Latino. Uh, let's see, I got, I got, uh, my Latino ness. I also have Indian. I, I'm also, I have sort of Chinese. And I was born in Cuba, by the way. Uh, so, right. yeah, I, I'm very far from being your typical uh, white supremacist. In fact, the KKK will lynch my ass. Right. And that's the ridiculousness of it. Because you could look out in a crowd of Trump supporters and you could actually see the diversity in the crowd. Wait, Biden didn't have any crowds. Wow. Somebody got flim-flammed, didn't they? And 30 to 40 million people voted for him. I agree with that remark you said, too. Uh, there is no way somebody who didn't even campaign, stayed in his basement, probably isn't long for this mortal coil, unfortunately. I, I wish all health to him. But he looks like he's degrading worse and worse day by day. Uh, his executive orders that he's been throwing out. Look, folks. In all honesty, um, if you believed in the Second Amendment, if you believed in the Bill of Rights, the Bill of Rights are your civil rights. Without that Bill of Rights, all of it, none of it exists. You no longer have civil rights. And they kept it quiet. Angel was right when he hit on that. On his inauguration day and night, Portland was on fire again. Imagine that, Antifa. Seattle, Portland, and like yeah, yeah, they're, yeah, they were like burning. There were more people there at the at the uh, so-called inauguration, which is hilarious. Yep, and uh, they kept saying the same thing, you know, uh, just like Trump's not our president, Biden's not their president either. So I actually had an aunt and my cousin excited, more excited that Camilla Harris is going to be near the White House. And I'm like, you really voted for them? And then my aunt says, yeah, yeah, we did, a woman. I'm like, okay, so you're voting for a vagina, not for thoughts and ideas. I said, that's actually idiotic. And I told him that, you know, I look at ideas. Like when Barack Obama was running, I actually read his books and I said, warning, flash signs. This guy, Frank Marshall Davis, he mentions it in his book. Uh, his first book, Dreams from My Father, uh, he says Frank. Well, it's Frank Marshall Davis. And Frank Marshall Davis was actually the publisher of the Chicago Red Star, which was a communist magazine. Look him up. And he was also a pornographer. And you can find pictures of Stanley Ann Dunham, which is Barry Satoro, a.k.a. Barack Obama's real father of Stanley Ann Dunham, naked. If you really want to puke, you can go look at it. That's her. So, you know, of course, Google's going to scrub all that. They're, they're doing a real good job. There's something in East Germany they had called disintegration. And I've said this over and over on my shows. Uh, what we now call deplatforming is disintegration. It's depersonalization. And the masking, when he started pushing masking... I'm like, you're trying to dehumanize people. And they are. Same thing with calling everybody Nazis. I told somebody once, once you start calling everybody a Nazi, 
Nobody is a Nazi. When everybody's a white supremacist, nobody is. That's dangerous ground. That's dangerous ground. It's division of people. Unfortunately, some people will push back, but this is my opinion, and I'm the foremost expert on my opinion only, nothing else. Uh, my opinion from experience and looking back that this had to be, and I agree with Angel, since a thousand points of light speech, everybody tells me whenever I talk to them, and I always have to correct them. They say uh, Clinton's the one who came up with political correct speech, you know, because that's really when it started really getting pushed. No, it's thousand points of light speech from not Clinton, President Bush Sr. And he said, we need a kinder, gentler, more politically correct society. And what that means is exactly what you're seeing now. You don't have the right speech. You got no platform. You got no no way to say it. And if you keep it up, we're going to take your bank accounts. We're going to take your travel ability. We're going to take your passport. You're going to become a non-person. The closest I can relate this, I can't think of the sci-fi movie Sylvester Stallone was in with uh, Wesley Snipes. Demolition but Man. Yeah, Taco Bell was every restaurant. Demolition Man. Yeah, I know that movie. I, I still, I still don't get the uh, three C, uh, she, seashells thing. By the way, I never got that. How does that yeah, work? Yeah, I, I don't know about that. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> that, that was goofy. But I'm talking about the. You're now going to force people literally underground. You're going to have an underground economy. Uh, that'll create tax issues. Uh, this, this is just not going anywhere good. We've become a corrupt society. All the way up to our Supreme Court, unfortunately, as Angel said, nobody would even hear the case. And when nobody was even trying to hear the case, that's problematic because that left 75 million and they knew that this would happen. The courts had to have known. And that's why, and I, I tell everybody, Patriot Act, they're like, oh man, that came out so fast. Like they, they got together and they came up with, no. That's Rex 84, and Biden was one of the co-authors. If you go back and listen and look, when uh, uh, General Oliver North, or Colonel Oliver North, who wasn't a general, my bad, Marine Corps Colonel, Oliver North was testifying in front of Congress, he brings up Rex 84. And that was the Patriot Act, basically. It's almost near, because it, it's external, not internal. Uh, near to what Hitler had is during the burning of the Reichstag. It's almost an enabling act. Well, what they did with the opening of the Senate and the Congress, the Capitol building, in my opinion, and as I said, I'm the foremost expert on my opinion, the little bits of damage, never mind all the burning and the billions of dollars destroyed in our nation's infrastructure and the people put out of business, fuck them. You know, that's how Congress looks at it. But you broke a couple windows? There's no statuary broken. My aunt and, and cousin were so ignorant. They, they were like, nobody's ever done that before. I can bring up two instances. One in 1933, it was it was it was actually something that me and Holland talked about on my program. Uh, in 1933, veterans were going to get, or he might have, we might have talked about it last week, uh, or not last week. It would have been the week four. Um, veterans were getting their benefit checks, or supposed to, from World War One, and they went there, and MacArthur commanded them. And Patton was the leader of the of the armor, and they mowed down men, women, and children because they were in the Capitol, all because they were promised by the Congress, just like Pelosi, just like you said, didn't want uh, Trump's signature on it. They didn't want to pay out to the people their little checks, and I think it was a three hundred dollar check back then. And that was a lot of money. That was like getting $3,000 now. So, you know, these people were homeless, everything. They were living out there, and they tore up the camps, everything. But who cares, right? Yeah, but that really happened. Mass murder. And if they really wanted to defend that, even with all the people that were in the crowd, they have defenses where they could have mowed down 
about everybody. Trust me on that. So all this muff fake they throw out is bullshit. And then the other time was in 1970, I think it was 78. Uh, Lisa, and check me on that date because I muffed it by a year or two. It might have been 83. Ah, shoot. Uh, anyways, it was close close to, to around that era. And a woman by the name of um, Rosenberg, who was the head of the May 19th, which was a subdivision in the day. The weatherman, that's William Ayers, and Bernadette, and Bernadette, uh, well, I'm mind dumping her last name. Sorry about that, folks. William Ayers and Bernadine, and anyways, um, they had the weather underground. And their little motto is, you don't have to be a weatherman to know what the weather is. And uh, that's, read their book, man. Read their book. Read, uh, I've said this over and over again, Rules for Radicals by Saul Alinsky. I guess the best book out that's current right now is by Andy No, that's N-G-O. Could it be Bernadine Haley? Are you thinking about? No, Bernadine, it starts with a D, and I can't remember her last name. It'll come to me. Uh, William Ayers and Bernadine. Haley Down? Uh, I, please don't make me go. No, no, no. Um, let's let's get off that because my mind will probably drift back to it uh, I, if I talk about something else. So the point is... Uh, Rosenberg blew up and actually destroyed priceless artifacts. Guess who freed her? Barack Obama. Guess who runs the treasury for Black Lives Matter and Antifa? Yeah, same Rosenberg. So, folks, this stuff doesn't change. The characters don't even change. And you can draw a direct line all the way from Gramsci, an Italian, little of you know about, some of you may, some of the clued in people. And that's his brand of communism. And uh, But then you've got the Chinese factor. The Chinese pumped a lot of money. And they pumped in a lot of hard work. And uh, guess who, oh, by the way, guess whose house uh, Bill and Bernadine hosted Barack Obama's coming out, I'm running for president party at their home in Chicago. So the apple never falls far from that tree, folks. And they found out with Trump, he was able to actually make it work and prove Obama's saying, oh, you can never get more than 2% growth. You'll never do that. Well, Trump proved them wrong. And they're like, we can't have this. And that was the Republicans, too. There's not an iota of a difference between a Democrat or a Republican in my mind because they become two heads feeding the same snake body. And Trump was a Manhattan Democrat, and I knew that when I voted for him. And I was like, I'm taking a chance, but he's a businessman, and he's not a political animal. And I voted for him, and I'll proudly say I voted because I figured he would get the country unfucked. And he did. He, he got rid of critical race theory. What's Biden's first move? Bring it back. He had the uh, oil pipeline with Canada and us going. Oh, what's his first move? Stop the building. Stop making us energy independent. Now we're going to buy from Venezuela oil. Yeah, that's what we're about to start doing. And shipping our oil to China along with our jobs. And putting a $15 minimum wage. Folks. Burger flippers are gone. They're going to replace them with machines. You displaced union workers and regular workers, probably a lot of his voters. It doesn't make sense. What's your thoughts on that, Angel? I just want to bounce that off you. That's a lot to, in, uh, you know, to invite, but check it out. My thing is, uh, with uh, the infrastructure that these people want to put in place, um, you know, stopping the pipeline and uh, ending fracking. Basically, they want to move away from fossil fuels, and uh, they have no actual technology in place, like I said on my show earlier, to really um, 
implement they would uh, supplement the use of these technologies that we have now. So how are you going to run electric cars where you need fossil fuels to run this shit? How are you going to run cities if you have no fracking, if you have uh, no electricity, um, if they want to end that? Uh, why would he uh, oppose the Keystone Pipeline when that's going to bring not only you know, thousands of jobs within these cities and these states. But we're talking about billions of dollars which already have been spent to start the project. Now you're going to spend more billions just to destroy the project. Plus, you're hurting three countries, like I said, Mexico, Canada, and the U.S., three countries that are heavily affected. Not just the billions that is costing us in infrastructure damage, which we have to now replace because of this stupidity, uh, but... The truckers, the uh, the mom and pop shops are going to benefit from this. Uh, you know, the the local diners, they're going to have truckers come in and, and do jobs now that they're not going to get. I mean, you know, we're not thinking about the little people that are going to benefit from the Keystone Pipeline, which they're not completely obliterating like it doesn't matter. Because guess what? To these people, none of this crap matters. We don't matter. We don't matter at all. We're nothing but ants in their in their way. And look, I said it. If they, if they could silence the president, they could silence all of us. And right now, that's exactly what we're witnessing. Our 75 million votes, it doesn't matter. What we want, doesn't matter. The fact that these things are good for us, doesn't matter. It's what they want and what they want alone without an actual plan to cover what they want to do. There's no infrastructure for technology that says we can cover the loss of fossil fuel usage. What, windmills? Really? That's your, your solution? I, I mean, am I missing something, guys, or am I just, like, talking oh, stupid? Yeah, it's, it's Bernadine Dorn, and it's uh, Susan Lisa Rosenberg, the two okay. people I mentioned. Uh so, yeah, like I said, none of this, I agree with you. He, he proved, he disproved the myth of the American worker, you know, that the American worker for some reason was substandard or something. I have no idea what they thought, and I'm being very frank and honest. Kind of weird. Yeah, well, you know, but, they, they do, uh, they do want to, they do want to go into like this, uh, robotic, uh, take over where robots and machines are going to be doing the job of humans but here's the kicker um and you, you touched on that earlier but you still have to have people that program the machines right so you're going to have a, a switch of of jobs supposedly uh but it's going to be very limited to a few people what happens to the rest of us who are not programmers of machines Well, as Biden and Obama and everybody used to say, you can't say it now because Trump turned it around on them. Learn to code. You know, that's what they were saying. Learn ladder logic. Look, folks, you have people. Everybody's not the same. I'm not as intelligent as Angel is on certain aspects, and he's not as intelligent as I am on other certain aspects. That's just, I got you. I got you being on Star Wars, bro. I'll say that's, that. It's America. Huh? I got you beat on. I got you beat on Star Wars. That's what I'm saying. Oh yeah, I'll, I'll give you that all day long. <laughs> oh hell yeah, you're you're an actual fan, a fanatic on Star Wars, and I like it. I, I I'm a fan too, but I'm just not that fanatical to know everything. But you you want to talk to somebody who knows his stuff on Star Wars? You look. You're talking to him on the other end. My the engineer of PSN and owner and operator of it, and uh, that's no joke. Uh, I, I don't think I've met anybody more able to go down rabbit holes of Star Wars lore and and everything else. But anyway, this, the fact remains is that's what makes America great, is that everybody's not an expert on everything, but everybody working together will get it done. Well, hold on. We stopped working together out of fear of a flu which kills people, but it's the minute portion of our population. So people starve. Not even 1%, Kaiser. Not, it's like a, a, a little bit short of 1%. I it's less than 1%. Yeah, yeah it's, it's crazy. And we shut everybody down. Yeah, oh, yeah. We shut down our nation and followed the Chinese model, which the Chinese opened up quickly. And they're like, screw it. If our people die, 
They die. They unleashed it on us. But that's not the point. My point getting I was getting to, so they dehumanize us. And, and, and so people are dying of drug and alcohol. Uh, you're, you're having mass people, you know, a lot more people die from all these different heart disease because people are more sedentary. They're staying at their house. Jobs naturally aren't getting filled because some people won't wear a mask and they're not going to take a job until people stop making masks mandatory. That's absolutely retarded that, that masks are mandatory. You know, if I got it, I've got COPD and guess what? It'll kill me. But guess what? I've had something similar to it and I took uh, hydroxychloroquine and a regimen of stuff that the government gave to me at Fort Bliss when I went to Afghanistan in 2018 I got something from there. And I didn't get over it until I got back in March and Trump started saying take hydro hydroxychloroquine and you know uh a Z pack basically. And I'm like, Oh wow, I got that issued out of Fort bliss. And I did that. Guess what? A chest infection that I had, which is probably COVID or some variant thereof went away in Afghanistan. People don't know their geography very well. There's a little finger of it down by the Panjir or up by the Panjir up North that runs right into China. So I think it's been around a lot longer than they, they've even been talking about. Because that thing lasted and, and it only went away when I took that. And my doctors were clueless as to what it was. So, yeah. And remember, remember I, I got lupus. I took hydroxychloroquine back in the uh, mid-2000s for a couple of years uh, when right. I first got diagnosed with lupus. You know, it was actually mid-late 2000s. Uh, and then I stopped taking it like around 2009, I think around there, uh, which I just... You know, I wasn't having any symptoms uh, back then. It actually was right. No, I'm sorry, 2008, right before my car accident, I stopped taking it, and it was because I was having those symptoms. You know, I was pain free for the most part, uh, so I was like, "Yeah, why take drugs?" You know, so I stopped taking it, and I I've been fine. And I think because I took hydroxychloroquine, um, you know, I I was supposedly diagnosed, quote unquote, with the uh, kung flu back last August. And I had nothing more than a, a slight dizziness for like an hour. That's like the extent of it. And the only reason I thought that I that I had to go get checked was because my dad and his girlfriend had come down with it, and their symptoms were lightheaded for a little bit. My dad had maybe a slight cough for like a day or two. That was about it. No chest pains or anything. His girlfriend had a little bit of a, of a cough for a couple of days. Um, she felt a little dizzy. She lost a little bit of like the uh, the ability to like taste certain foods for like a day or two. That was it. That was the extent of it. And in total, I've had thirteen people that I know that have come down supposedly with the bird flu. Now one death. Again, very minimal amount of people dying from it, and we've shut everything down. I don't get it. Oh, I know, I know, I know. Uh, I sent a name uh, 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 that uh, uh, he had to start a, a one on his uh, uh, phone. So look that up on, on the communication system, and uh, you can bring him on to the call, brother. But um, Oh, uh, anyway, well, yeah. if he's available, uh, we'll try to get him on here. A uh, uh, good friend, Hollenhoff, right? Uh you there? Hello. Uh, I'm talking yeah, to I'm you here. guys. Oh, yeah, okay. Oh, okay. Because yeah, you like, you went, you went silent wow. there. No, no, you didn't answer. Uh, do you want me to get uh, Holland on? Okay, that was weird. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, I'll, uh, I'll try uh, to bring him on. That that would um, be nice. Uh, he was having like what, uh, like uh, weather uh, issues uh, earlier. That what it was? Yeah, he was having weather issues, and he had to create a whole new name to go by that I gave you and that's on his phone so uh I sent you the name ah I see that the Hollandhoff yeah let, let me let me send the Hollandhoff and invite him on so, Skype so we can get the Hollandhoff on yeah yeah but yeah folks well, I mean yeah you can continue, continue saying, talking yeah I'm saying yeah as I'm as Angel was saying and I was saying 
honestly, this thing we know was poor people. And uh, we know there was some irregularities. And that's not a good place to be. And uh, so with the courts not actually letting it go through, it's not a good idea to have 75 million people upset. (coughs) And if I was a Democrat, uh, a guy who was trying to uh, get elected, and I was running for the same office, and there was some irregularity or a Republican, and I was the guy who was supposedly winning, I'd be the first one to be yelling at the court. Hey, I won't be legitimate. Well, I hold on. Look at the evidence. What's and I it? Done the same thing to the Congress and the Senate. What's it? You're breaking up a little bit there, and Holland Hoff is not answering. By the way, say again. You're breaking up real bad, and our friend Holland Hoff is not answering. Okay, let me go try to find him. Uh, run with it for a second. Uh, I, I love when you say that. Run with it, like uh, let's see. Uh, so uh, about the Dodgers, anybody about the Marlins? No. Oh yeah, let's go back into uh, what he's talking about here. Uh, well, he was breaking up, so I couldn't really make out uh, exactly what he was uh, saying at the end there. But uh, yeah, we're all screwed, folks. Uh, you know, uh, we're, we're all effed in the A right now. And uh, we have four years of uh, this nonsense and this uh, shenanigans that we call the misadministration of Joe Biden and Kamala Toe Harris. But, you know, we can't say that out loud because the algorithms on social media will get us uh, disbarred. And Oh, yeah, they'll deplatform you. I like the term blackballed. Because you know he's black now, like. Yeah. Let's see if I know. Holland the Huff is on. We don't want to Holland the Huff is off, or something like that. He he is on. No, still unavailable. I guess the Holland the Huff. I'm gonna send him a, a, a chat thing on Skype and uh, you know to this new uh, account, and I didn't hear back from him. Uh, so far, yeah. nothing. Yeah, I don't know of another way to get hold of him. Well, just uh, uh, continue doing the show, brother. Like you know, yeah, if Holland the Hasev is not Holland the in effect, you know, they get, the show must have gone go on. Yep. Anyway, anyways, the the point being is, uh, at this point, you just have to realize that uh, that. Everything was mishandled, and I don't think it was mishandled accidentally. And uh, it's absolutely silly. And uh, with that being said, it's nothing good can come from this. I'm sure everybody listening understands um, this is just bad juju. And in this nation, that's not a uh, good look and we are a laughing stock um, and really are a laughing stock to the globe I mean you now legitimize North Korea by saying yeah our votes are worse than a third world nation's votes you know it's at that level of it and 80 million people and him getting numbers over Barack Obama, which was a serious movement. Remember, Obama mobilized a lot of people. And that's awesome. Glad that they had their time with Obama. And I, I never held ill will about that. I, I didn't like a lot of his policies, and he really did ring the division bell. I didn't really care for that, but never wished him harm or ill. Uh, He was our president, like it or lump it. Trump, they have done nothing but, quote-unquote, resist since he's taken office. And it makes absolutely no sense. Nothing good came from it. Um, The fake impeachments, the first one and the second one, is not doing well, healing the nation. And there needs to be stable, steady voices 
they realized that, yes, this was wrong. Yes, it's okay to hold up signs and voice your opinions. But you also have to remember in great crowds, don't mistake Antifa and uh, BLM will go in and subvert it and make anything. And the same with the um, Boogaloo Boys or whatever they call themselves. Because it, it's not the Proud Boys, it's the Boogaloo Boys. And uh, by the way, by the way, they 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 know that uh, the Boogaloo Boys were involved because there was one guy named Mike Dunn, who's one of the head uh, uh, members of the Boogaloo Boys, and he was arrested right. on the scene on Capitol Hill. Uh, so we know they right. were involved. We know Black Lives Matter was there. We we know that Antifa was there. There's in total about 250 uh, agitators from these three groups that were present at the Capitol. And it was something that uh, I think, and this uh, is forgotten by the mass media, when Trump was still giving his speech, they were already inside the Capitol. Uh, you know, a little, little known fact is Trump started his speech late because he arrived late. And when he arrived and he was giving a speech, there was already agitators trying to get in. And that's when I saw the footage of the actual police opening the gates, opening the doors, and not only just letting people in, escorting them in. It's like they were not at the museum, and they were in for like a tourist kind of like a, a treat inside the Capitol. Like, yeah, they walk right in the velvet rope area and just make your way down, and everything will be just nice and dandy. And we'll give you a nice little tour. Uh, where's Jerry uh, Ben Stiller when you need him? All right, so, you know, you have a nice little tour at the museum it, that's what it felt like at first and then it went all crazy and that's when the media was really like forgetting about trump because at that point trump already stopped speaking and now they were already in play to start the whole mess inside the capitol so it went from being peaceful to getting really agitating right and when did it all really go crazy when they shot that girl in the face that's when it started really going bananas and who was pushing it towards that uh, John Sullivan, one of the guys who was in Antifa, he was right behind her. Uh, he's an Antifa Black Lives Matter supporter. And by the way, she had Secret Service who shot her, right? They had police officers right behind her. Why was she shot? There was no need for her to be shot. She was unarmed. They could have easily pulled her off of there and, and that would have been the end of it. But no, they shot at her face and killed her. And then they want to talk about five deaths. No, uh, let's see. She gets shot by Secret Service. Okay, so that's not one of us killing anybody. That's one of them. The officer that got beat up, he got beat up. Why? Because they were sending, what, smoke bombs and all kinds of crap into the crowd, agitating a peaceful crowd and agitating the people that were getting there with Trump 30 minutes after this entire thing already had started when he was still in speech. The people that, it takes 30 minutes, by the way, to get from where he was to the D.C. Capitol. That's a long walk. Yeah. So for him to make yeah, that walk, there, you know, they started with those smoke bombs and all this, all this stuff when they were already inside. So you get you get the crowd that's coming in because Trump, you know, marched them down. They they start getting pissed because they have no idea what's going on. Right. Then they're getting smoke right. bombs. You have the agitators inside there ready to go. They start right. their mess. You get the girl that gets, uh, you know, unfortunately right. shot and killed. So it's like domino effect, one after the other after the other. Yeah. Yeah, well, I sent a link. It's it's a new one. I, I saw why that mistake was made. So I sent a link. I posted. I was able to link it because he didn't even post that to mine. So there you go, if you can bring him on. But, yeah, what Angel said is true. Yeah, here you're fine, brother. Okay. How are you doing tonight? Good. Sorry about that. This is Oklahoma and there's storm and connection settings, so <clears throat> but looks like I'm nice. on now. Nice. But uh right now, yeah, you're on. We're hot. Uh yeah. Angel and I basically rehashed our last week's show a little bit. Uh mm-hmm. but you know, in a positive <laughs> manner with even mellow uh, voices. Uh, okay, I'm not clicking, and I don't think Holland is. No, uh, not, 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 and that wasn't for you. And you don't yeah, have to read right. everything. I, you don't have to read everything I post on there, bro. You can like, type back. Oh, okay. 
Jesus, I, I always forget man. that <laughs> I always forget that we're anyways, that's fine. Uh, but uh, um one day I'm gonna talk about like, something in private and you're gonna like just spew it out there on the air. You just you know ease, man. Just Yeah. Yeah. Uh getting back to it, so you know, steady even voices, noticing the setups. That's pretty much where uh, I wanted to take this shot, not a rehash completely, but your views on that and uh, how I do believe our Bill of Rights, which are our civil rights, is going to be decimated under this uh, president, and people need to be mindful of that. Your thoughts on that, brother? Well, you, we must keep in mind that they made a desperate move. <clears throat> I do believe they stole the election for whatever reason. Trump stepped away from a cheat, and we must deal with the consequences. And that is that they are. This is no longer a fair game anymore, and they are no longer interested in the rule of law. They are interested in victory and total domination of their opposition, which is the patriots and the Trump supporters, the MAGA people, and they're not just talking about the people who supposedly stormed the Capitol. They're talking about everyone who was involved with the MAGA movement and not even uh, out of sheer loyalty to Trump, but of sheer loyalty to the country because this country has been from the high office down subject to a coup by communist China and they're instituting Chinese rules on digital communications. And they're already talking about, you know, blacklisting Trump supporters who voted in an election for the president being blacklisted for their vote on many levels, our bill of rights is going to be decimated under this presidency. That is the battle. And the battle is not physical. And I pray to God it never does get physical. It's still political, but the national political game is over. Our votes don't count. Literally voting in the national election until if and when the electoral system uh, using the Dominion machines uh, until we can return to a more secure system of voting uh, is futile. We must work on the local and state level now. To um, my problem is not even so much the machines, Holland, uh, is the mail-in ballots. You know they're going to want to continue that, and that right there leads to all kinds of irregularities, as they call them. Yes, just like Amazon yeah. just announced that for the unionization efforts, they're only going to take in-person uh, balloting because mail-in ballots are subject to fraud. Amazon, which owns the Washington Post, the Washington Post was derided every so-called conspiracy theory about the irregularities in mail-in balloting. Now Amazon says they will only accept a vote that affects their bottom line, unionization, if it is in-person voting. They will not take mail-in because they want to secure the vote, which is a very good idea, Amazon. It is an excellent idea. There should be only, under very limited circumstances, uh, very limited exceptions, be in-person voting. Uh, but until that election system is on the national level uh, resolved, which it has not even come close, to, come close to yet, the national political game is over. We must work on the state and local level, and that's going to involve state nullification of unconstitutional edicts coming down from the Oval Office. These executive orders, arbitrary pens to paper that affect our lives, mask mandate lockdowns, these are going to have to be resisted on the state and local level now. I would forget the national level yep. until it is fixed. And it's not fixed, not even close to being fixed. So... That is where the battle lies now, and there are going to be standoffs between the states and the federal government over these mandates, over these executive orders, especially when it comes to gun control, and there will be standoffs over federal monies paid and tax monies rendered and so forth, and that's where the political battle lies now. And if we surrender, if we yep. – I mean, this, is, this has been a five-year war that we fought. When Trump first announced and started his campaign and then won the election, <clears throat> and for four years he fought, we fought, we fought, 
then re-election, we fought, we fought, we fought, and we lost. We didn't lose the election, we lost the office. And now the battle degenerates, goes to the state and local level. The national level is screwed, and that's where the future lies if we want to preserve our freedoms. I, I always, I, I've always told people, think local, vote local. I mean, even the county dog catcher, it doesn't matter what it is, and <clears throat> your town, whatever's, you have to do this because that's the only way you have to have local, then the state, and then national needs to be whatever. Uh, I do see a problem. The Republicans are going to have a problem. I don't think they'll hold presidency ever for a while. Uh, and I'll mm-hmm. tell you why I believe this. Uh, because you have 75 million people who voted for Trump that probably will not more than, vote more for somebody. That, more than that. More like 100 million. Right. Well, probably. But I'm just saying. Officially counted 75 million, yes. Right. What they say. Right. But still, 75 million people in the Republican Party that weren't Republicans. I honestly don't think most of them were Republicans. Um, mm-hmm. uh, that's a voting block. And if they <clears throat> don't vote for a Republican candidate, uh, somebody like a Romney or something, uh, and, and I, I know I would never vote for that. I've already been through the Republican-Democrat cycle. And I know both sides are dirty players, and mm-hmm. I, I think Trump will start his own little movement. Even if it's not Trump running, he's going to be the brains somehow and have his own little thing paperwork going on. Has already been, paperwork has already been filed on a Patriot Party, uh, which is a good idea, but on the local and state level, I don't see how it would work on a national level until the electoral system is fixed. And this is very frustrating that we're dealing in the United States of America and our votes literally don't count. Well, oh, yeah, yeah. It's not just, oh, yeah, not just that, brother. Um, it, it goes to this on, on the local level. It's awesome. But the vote's going to be divided. And, you know, it's it's just not going to work. You'll never see a Republican national now, maybe senatorial maybe congressional because they only have a razor thin margin of leadership, but it's how they do the votes in the States like Georgia, uh, the Marxists that they uh, put in the gentleman who joined the uh, squad. I can't think of his name, uh, uh, but uh, the Reverend, uh, whatever Reverend, he's a Reverend. Warnock. Uh, uh, yeah, that, that's him. Yeah. Warnock. Uh, what what you'll see, he's got to re rerun in two in two years from this date. So mm-hmm. he's going to be running instantly, and uh, we'll see if Georgia rejects him because he's going to show his true colors. And he, he may not because he knows he's running in two years. He may not side with the Democrats on some issues. You know, we just got to see how the thing shakes out. And uh, well, Georgia, I, they need, I, they need to fix themselves. Go yes, ahead. yeah, you're right. Run with that, man. Go go down deep on that one. Well, I mean, Georgia. My family's from. I'm, I live in Oklahoma. My family is from Georgia. They came from Georgia to Oklahoma in the land run. So the Smiths. There's even a Smithville, Georgia. Most of the Smiths in the United States actually are from Georgia. Um, and there's a lot of Smiths in Georgia. So, you know, Georgia is part of my ancestry. And I'm disappointed that, that they have allowed their state to fall to a fraudulent voting system. It's disappointing to say the, to say the least. But there's a lot of Hollywood money rolling through Georgia right now, a lot of corrupt money. And how this works is for years, for a decade now, more films have been filmed in Georgia than in Hollywood because of the non-union rules and the cheap shooting locations and so forth. And the variety of shooting locations yep. and the acquisition and the cooperation of the state government. Well, where Hollywood goes, corruption, money to smooth things over. And for 10 years, money has been flowing into Georgia to fix things, to smooth things over, to fix rules, to cover up crimes, cover up people getting into trouble, to provide drugs 
prostitutes and entertainment to the industry there. And all this has been smoothed over with Hollywood money. But now it's political, and a political action was taken. And all of that bribe money is also blackmail. When you take a bribe, you're also blackmailed. You are controlled. You're not just performing a service. You are now controlled. And all of those politicians, those slimy suits in Georgia who are taking money under the table and brown paper bags from slimy people to cover up crimes and to facilitate trafficking of all kinds are now beholden to that system that dictated that a Democrat would win in a conservative state. And that has happened president lost the conservative republican president lost and both conservative republican senators lost under the same crooked voting system and georgia needs to uh uneff itself uh in a in a peaceful lawful way but it's going to be hard because the voting system is rigged in georgia as we saw oh yeah so, oh yeah, man, and and they're gonna do away with the electoral college. I bet men, I bet money they'll do away with that, and so the bigger states will control. That's gonna take a constitutional amendment, and that's gonna take two thirds of the states approving, relinquishing their power. Now, if the Dominion or whatever mail-in balloting system can influence that vote is another question, but if there was a true vote, I guarantee that the states. The small states, the, the less populous states, which make up the majority of the states in this union, are not going to vote to relinquish their power under the Electoral College. But if the national voting system is screwed, is corrupt, we may see it come through. We may see it pass. And, you know, it may happen. They may make D.C. a state, the federal district. They may make Puerto Rico a state. And this country is indeed on the countdown to the end of the republic. I'm sorry. It is. Um, falls. Yeah. So that's that's the way Rome fell. Sad, I mean, yeah, it's a sad state of affairs, but no country or no nation lasts forever, unfortunately. And we, none of us want America, the republic, to fall, but it may indeed through corruption at high levels through blackmail, through compromise, through the cowardice of our politicians in their $1,000 suits. And uh, it's a sad state of affairs. We fought for this country. We signed an oath for this country. We swore an oath to this country. And it has been, I'm going to say this, subject to a coup by communist China. They now control the Oval Office. Yeah, yeah. So that is a situation we find ourselves in. Do we owe loyalty and fealty to a government, to a national government at least, that is under the sway of a belligerent foreign enemy? And I say we do not. I say we must protect ourselves. We must do our best to preserve our Bill of Rights. But the game is not over. In fact, there is a case going before the Supreme Court to establish election fraud in the national election. I'm not going to inject any hopium into the situation, but there is a slight chance we'll see that the Supreme Court may rule that indeed there was massive election fraud in the election and that they must reinstall President Trump. Now, I'm not going to bet on that. I'm not going to take that to the bank. I'm saying that the slight possibility and but we should not plan on that. We should not prepare for that. We should prepare on the local and state level for what is to come. I agree with both those items. Uh, there's no hopium coming out of us. Uh, we're not cubots. Nothing. We never have been. We look and talk to real people and find things out. It's amazing though. Uh, they vilifying. They're now calling uh, the Oath Keepers, which is an organization of firefighters, police officers, and mm -hmm. veterans who mm -hmm. took an oath to defend the Constitution. And that's even the president takes that oath, and so do members of Congress and the Senate. And the same with the justices. <laughs> Anybody mm -hmm. that holds elected office has to take that oath. 
And if you're a federal employee, a civilian one, you take that oath. And so they're all subject to be Oath Keepers, and some of them did join the Oath Keepers. Well, now they're a white supremacist group, even though they don't tolerate it. And when you look at their faces, just like the Proud Boys, it's multicolored. And the Oath Keepers have kept out of the politics of late, have not made a big presence, have been laying low, yet still find themselves a target. Why? Because... People who put their ass on the line for this country and sworn oath to the Constitution care about the Bill of Rights and the freedoms that they fought for and our slimy suits who now occupy our positions in high power do not. We are the enemy. I'm not a member of the Oath Keepers organization, but I am an Oath Keeper and that I take my oath very seriously. And our oath to the Constitution never expires and they find that a threat they find men women people who put their ass on the line for the constitution who swore an oath to it as a threat we are going to see communist chinese style purging blacklisting financial blacklisting employment blacklisting there are there already are all talking about this linking your, your social credit score to your financial credit score. There's information that within six months, Amazon is going to try to implement this program. They are fully ready to eradicate the opposition. They are tired of messing around. They are going for broke. It is happening in that sense within this administration if it persists, that there's gonna be an outright attack on freedom-loving Americans to disenfranchise them from their own way of life to bully them into submission to silence them to criminalize them in every way i mean they're talking about putting every person who attended the january 6th rally dc even though yeah very few of them actually engage in criminal activity they're talking about, I mean, General, I mean, Senator Chuck Schumer got in front of a microphone and argued that everyone who attended that's, that protest that's, should be put on a fly list. Yep, that's on point. And with that being said, brother, uh, we'll continue this over on Sword Point Nine for people that want to go there. But thank you for stopping by Kaiser's Castle, Castle Talk Radio, exclusively on PSN Radio Network. And uh, you'll find me in Holland continuing this same conversation over on Sword Point Nine. Thank you for stopping by. While you're getting off the big orange couch, grabbing your coffee, tea, soda, and or adult libation provided to you. 